0: Allen Iverson is one of the best basketball players to ever play the game. 11-time NBA All-Star, four-time scoring champ, MVP. He's in the Hall of Fame. I could go on and on. He's also very well known for an epic rant after his coach criticized him for missing practice. Just go to YouTube and search Allen Iverson practice and it'll come right up. The point of his rant was basically this. I'm the franchise guy. I'm one of the best two or three players in the world, and you're upset that I missed a practice? How often do you practice your real estate skills? When I asked in our listener community, agents there guessed that only 5 to 10% of their peers across the country do role play. Get this, four of the agents who replied are in our HomeLight Elite Agent program, and all four said they do role play. Today, one of those Homelight Elite agents shares his scripts and how he masters them via role play. Allen Iverson probably didn't need to practice. This episode is for the rest of us, for all of us who do. This is The Walkthrough. Hi, everyone. I'm Matt McGee, editor of Homelite's Agent Resource Center, and welcome to the walkthrough. On this show, you'll learn what's working right now from the best real estate agents and industry experts in the country. At Homelite, we believe in real estate agents, and we're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd, and become irreplaceable. If you want to get involved in the show, there's a couple different ways to do that. You can leave a voicemail or send me a text. It's 415 415- 322-3328. You can send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com or just find me in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, search Homelight Walkthrough, and it will come right up. Before I have an important conversation, whether it's with my wife or a friend or a co-worker, I practice what I'm going to say. Do you do that too? We're not alone. Lawyers practice their arguments before and during a trial. Actors practice their lines. Athletes are constantly practicing even the best in the world, like Serena Williams or LeBron James. Why do so few real estate agents practice their craft? My guest today runs a 220-agent brokerage. He says he can only get about five to seven of those agents to do role play on a regular Consistent basis. And that's even in a situation where they can learn from one of the top agents in the country. Here's the cool thing today, you can learn from him too. Brendan Bartik has been in real estate for 20 years. He formed his team, the Bartik Group, about 15 years ago. As his business grew, Brendan eventually bought the brokerage that he now runs. And then about five years ago, Brendan launched his own coaching program. He's also a HomeLite elite agent, which makes him one of the top 1% of agents on our platform. Brendan is a big believer in scripts and role play. So on today's show, you're going to hear us talk about why role play is critical to lead conversion and selling more homes, what a perfect role play session looks and sounds like, how to memorize scripts so that you're prepared for any situation and any question that comes up. Brendan also shares a few scripts along the way, so you'll hear things like how he handles the inspection objection, pricing the home, the commission objection, and more. So let's get right into it. As the conversation starts, I have just asked Brendan if he thinks all agents should spend more time practicing scripts and role
1: play. There's people that are extremely charismatic and just naturally amazing. What we call like the the phenomenal, like the the one out of a thousand people. And those people, they never needed to role play for whatever reason. They've got that special gift, right? They're just da 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 da. Then you've got everybody else on the other side of that that are going, hey, I need to get better and learn. All of this. So unless you're that one magic person that doesn't need it out of the entire office, the rest of the 99, everybody could get better in every scenario if you had batting practice. I'd have a better batting average if I practice more. You know, think about the golf course. Why is there a driving range? If think about if you just took away the driving range from golf, right? And I'm a terrible golfer. I can. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I just played charity events and I can barely hit the ball. Right. But there was. Never be. Why would they have a driving range? If you didn't need to practice to become better, they would just go, Hey, just hit the course. Hey, you know what? You've never golfed before. Here's a cart, some clubs. You go knock it out. And let us know how it works. Of course, that wouldn't work. Guys spend hours and gals spend hours at the driving range just trying to perfect a simple motion. And that's all a script and a dialogue is. It's a, it's a simple motion that gets you the outcome that you want. So your ball goes straight instead of going in the pond. Right. When you don't have a script, you're bloop, 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 bloop. You're just dropping in the pond, right? Right. Like you're hitting all over the place. And then people get frustrated. And you know what happens next, Matt? They get out of real estate because they think that they're not talented. It has nothing to do with talent. You just didn't take the time to learn the skill set.
0: There's some thought going around recently that now is not the time for scripts, that you should have focus on meaningful conversations. You know, listen to your clients. Don't just recite words from a
1: script. What's your response to that? Yeah, absolutely. So all a script is. So let's role play this out, Matt. So so let's say you're my client and I care about you deeply. You're, you're let's say you're my best friend, right? And Matt, we just received the inspection objection on your home, meaning that you had the uh, you know a buyer came into your house had the inspection and they're requesting twenty five different random items. And I call you up and I go, Matt, ah oh, man, yeah, it sucks. The uh, the agent, the buyers, they want twenty five items. Matt, what do you want to do now? That's without a script, right? So that's, that's, so Matt, what do you want to do? They want 25, they want 25 things to be repaired. The roof, the gutters, the, this, the that Matt, what do you want to do? And, and I'm going to, I'm going to react to that by saying, Oh my gosh, 25. That's crazy. That's crazy. And you know what? They can pound sand. We're not doing a thing. Right. Instead of with a simple script, I call up and I say, Hey Matt, Hey, good. 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 Good to talk to you again. Hey, Hey Matt. Um, so real quick, let me just take you through. So we received the buyer's inspection objection. Okay, Matt, at this point, we have a couple of options. Number one, you can decide to do absolutely nothing, and we won't move forward to a successful closing. Matt, number two, you can decide to repair the items, and we'll move forward to a successful closing. At option number three, we can do a combination of concessions and repairs. And you'll move forward to a successful closing. Matt, what would you like to do? And see, that's just a script. Was that better than the first thing I said to you? I would hope so, right? But so people get into their heads that I don't need a script. All a script is is a trained dialogue of options and and it's being, I wanna be a consultant and I wanna give you options and I want to calm you down. Real estate's an emotional business, right? You said it right best. You were like I don't I don't want to do thing, right? Or or that seems like a lot of items. Of course you're going to be upset. Somebody just walked into your home and told you that the home that you've lived in for 5, 10, 15 years it sucks, right? right? Let's be honest. Has all these issues. You don't think you're going to have an emotional reaction to that? Of course you are. The script and dialogue helps me prepare for that conversation to take you down to take you from here to back down to here so we can have a logical conversation instead of an emotional conversation
0: right it's i mean to me it's not an either or it's not i'm going to do scripts or i'm going to listen to my clients i think it's an and
1: both isn't it absolutely it's a i care enough about my clients to be able to learn a way to present information that's going to help them get have the best most exceptional experience possible My goal, you know, our our motto here at the Barter Group at Keller Williams is for our clients to have the most exceptional real estate experience on earth. If you walked in, uh, I I think about this all the time, right? If you you walked into a really nice restaurant and the hostess was there and you walked in and you came in and she doesn't acknowledge you, doesn't look at you. And she goes, "Uh, yeah, pick any seat. Do you feel like that $50 steak should be worth $50? Right, right. No, she's going to be like, welcome. And she's going to probably use your first name or last name. Baba, she has a script. She didn't come up with it herself or, or himself. You know, if it's a guy or a girl, they had a script that makes you feel like a million bucks, makes you feel important. And that's all we're trying to do. I just want to give exceptional experiences. And I try to teach that to agents and I go, there's a rhythm, there's, there's matching and mimicking, there's narrow linguistics. People want to work with people. There's using people's names. You know, talk about a script. One of the first things we teach in script practice is use their name, right? You know, it sounds basic, but people don't because it's just not common to them. But if you don't have a, you don't know how to place the name without sounding weird. And so all of this is just a rhythm of structure of, of, of a cadence, right? It's a, you know, and it just makes people relax it diffuses them. And in real estate, I get paid a lot of money to diffuse bombs, right? I always think about it. it's like, it's ticking, it's ticking. And I could come in and I'd be like, oh yeah, you know what the offer? Yeah. Your house is listed at 500. Hey, they came in at 450. That sucks, right? Yeah. I can't believe they gave you a low ball offer. So Matt, what do you want to do? You know, that's, and I know I'm being exaggerated, but a lot of times people will call you up and be like, Hey, yeah, they came in at 450. Ouch. That's not a script there's a script that says, hey, you know, here's how the offer came in, you know, so on and so forth. So it's, it's helping you get from a start to a finish with the least amount of punches in the face as possible.
0: Let's talk about role play in your business and in your coaching. Are you systematic about
1: how the role play happens? Like, is there a right way and a wrong way to do this? Absolutely, Matt. Yeah. I mean, beyond systematic. So, so a couple of things with our role play, first of all, we role play twice a day, so 7:45, or excuse me, 7:30 to 7:45 in the morning every morning. At 7:45, we're on the phone hitting expires for sell by owners, just listed, just sold the any deal list, and we have our checkdowns. Then, after we have our whole session, we come back together. And in, in COVID, we've been doing it via Zoom. When when it wasn't COVID, we would come back into the office because everybody was here, and we would do live role play from 12 to 12:30 every day, so we could say, "Here's what happened to me." Right? It's like. You went into a battle and you're like, and you're like, what happened? I'm like, here's what happened. Well, what worked? What didn't? Okay. What do we need to work on? And we would work on that.
0: You heard Brendan say that he takes a systematic approach to doing daily role play twice a day, same times each day. You might be wondering, how do they keep it fresh for everyone involved? Well, it turns out that each day has a different theme. On Mondays, they do more appointments Monday where the role play and scripts are all about setting appointments. Then it's technical Tuesdays, where they'll do role play around contractual issues or even home ownership issues. Things like, how do you respond if your buyer says, there's a small crack in the wall over here, should I be concerned? Next comes Why Me Wednesday. That's all about scripts and role play that deal with why a buyer or seller should choose you. Then it's Thursday Throwdown, where agents compete to see who handles objections better. Brendan's team does this one live on Facebook every week. And in fact, you're all invited to tune in and watch. You can even participate if you want to. So I'll give out details of that at the end of the conversation. And then the week ends with Freestyle Friday, where the role play doesn't involve scripts. It's all about trying to memorize new things. So daily roleplay, and different themes each day. But that's not all. A great system for scripts and roleplay has to be really detailed. It even matters how and where you sit when you're doing role
1: play. Now, in script practice, when we're trying to become really good at scripting, we follow a few different codes of, of ethics, if you will. Number one, if we're doing it in person, we always roleplay back-to-back. So I'll sit back-to-back with an agent or the people that are role-playing in a room. Now, it, it, with COVID, we have to be six feet apart. So we're six feet apart back-to-back. And one's the seller, one's the agent. One's the buyer, one's the agent. So the, the person that's acting as the seller, just their home just expired. The person that's facing away from them six feet apart, the reason we do it back-to-back is because you can't see their facial expressions. You can't see their hands. 90% of our lives has spent on the phone as real estate agents. So you have to hear, you have to listen, you have to be sharp. So you want to be back to back because it makes you very acute, right? If I see your face and I can go, man, Matt thinks I'm boring as all snot right now. I can tell you. Know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? but or or if, you're, you know, if I'm like this and I'm creating excitement with my hands, you're going to get drawn into that excitement. If me and you were back to back, you can't do that over the phone. Right. Right. You can't, you, you can only hear me. And that's one of the things we train. We have people study books on how to be a great presenter, how to set the stage, all of these things to create excitement and passion. And, and it's a performance. I tell everybody, when you go to hit the phones, you're putting on your little Shakespeare hat and you're, you're sitting there in Shakespeare in the park and you're, you're on stage. It's not who you actually are, right? You're doing a performance that, cause again, Matt, if you just you just spent six months with an agent listing your home, and we deal with this, especially with HomeLite a lot, right? People go to HomeLite so much after another agent was terrible and didn't sell their home, right? An expired listing. So they go, never want to make that a mistake again. Let me go to HomeLite, find an amazing agent, right? Someone that's the best in the industry. And we get to, to receive that client thanks to the amazing technology of HomeLite and, and, and all that they do. But we get on. If I got on with that client I was like, Hey yeah, so your your house uh, didn't sell last time, and that sucks. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry sorry to hear that. So my stats are great. Uh, you want to list with me? If I said that, and what people don't realize, Matt, they already kind of have. Most top agents already have a script that they use anyway. They just don't realize that it's a script, right? They've been doing it for so long; they're scripted. It's just that they that it's not you know it's it, it's not written in a book. You know, it's not, it's not ready available, but they've been doing it the same way. The reason I have a script is so I can teach it to my agents and I can scale. I can't, if I ever want to grow a a real business, I can't just go off of my personal charisma the rest of my life. I have to take my McDonald's secret sauce, put it, my, my lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise and secret sauce, put it into a book and then hand it to people and make it as easy to understand as possible so they can sell some some burgers, right? So they can make a perfect perfect burger. Number two rule, we always end in success. So what that means is me and you are role-playing, Matt, right now, <clears throat> and we're role-playing, we would never end the role-playing you being a jerk and saying, no, you know what? After every objection handler I get, you go, I'm never gonna list with you. No, you would always end with, you know what? Actually, yes, Brendan, come on over. Let's Let's see if you might be the right fit for me. Because we're training our mind to end in success, right? If we trained our, our, our role plays to end in failure, then you're going to go into every situation going, but this probably isn't going to work, right? It, it may or may not work. So that's a big thing. We always want to end in success. And then the last thing, uh, part number three, if we don't get the script right or the objection handler right, you have to write it down five times. Okay. So let's say me and you are practicing and I, scr- it's like penance, right? right. Yeah, penance. sounds like it. <laughs> Because if you write it out five times, what's going to happen? You're going to memorize it.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to ask you, are there memorization tips that you share with your team?
1: Absolutely. So we go through memorize, internalize to monetize, right? And, and I wish I could tattoo that on people's forearms. Memorize, internalize to monetize. So yeah, so any way that you want to memorize scripts, here's the easiest number number one way. Do it all the time. Practice, 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 practice. Um, if you could see, in even in here in our, our training room, we have scripts up all over the wall everywhere. It's It's got to be osmosis, right? I'm every and in your workstation, you have all your scripts and your dialogues up. So that's the one thing. You have to be completely surrounded by it. Number two, on any session that they're doing. So let's say I'm on a Legion session this morning for two hours, right, from 7:30 uh, to 8:30, and I'm, I'm or uh, uh, to 9:30. I'm, I'm, I'm lighting up the phones, and I get stumped with certain things. Okay, I'm going to then take those things that I got stumped with, look at the script that I should have used, and if I can't recite that script, write it down. Write it down five times. <music>
0: everyone. If you're enjoying the walkthrough, we'd appreciate it if you tell the real estate agents in your network about us. Even more, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your feedback helps us get better, and in some cases can also help new listeners find and hear us.
1: And when we get around to
0: having you on the show, the more listeners, the better, right? Quick note before we get back to the conversation. Brendan talked about sitting back to back to make role play better. That helps you become a better listener. But what if you can't do in person role play right now? What if you have to use, you know, something like Zoom? Well, Brendan says just turn off your cameras so you can't see one another, and that'll create the same benefits as sitting back to back. All right, let's get back to the conversation. We'll pick it up with Brendan answering these questions Does it matter who
1: you do role play with? Should you worry about finding the right partner? So that's where it gets into the funny jokes. Let the jokes proceed themselves. role play partners, right? So if I was role playing five days a week, I would want five different role play partners. So you have to reach out. there's There's Facebook groups all about role play partners. there's a, There's a community for everything. I, I'm sure even here on the in the homelike community, People after this will reach out to me, and this happens all the time. They'll reach out to me and say, hey, Brennan, I'm really looking for a role play partner. I would love to match up with somebody from your organization or what have you. So imagine every morning from 7:45 to or excuse me, 7:30 to 7:45, depending on time zones, you had somebody that was completely different than you five days a week. So you're going to get, you know, Susie, who's 57 years old. You're going to get Jonathan, who's, just got his license and he's twenty four. You're going to get the the gal from New York who's like, hey, oh, hey, and then you're going to get the, <laughs> the you know the guy from Alabama who's like, hey, Brandon, you know how you doing, buddy? Right? And you're going to learn how each one of those because you know think about it. Every state we're a melting pot, especially here in Colorado. I mean, everybody. There's very few natives here, so everybody comes here from somewhere else. So you have to adapt to that personal, personality style and cultural style.
0: By having a variety of role play partners, it helps you better prepare for the fact that you're going to
1: deal with a variety of leads and clients. Absolutely. When I would be practicing my listing presentation years and years and years, years ago, I'd have my girlfriend act like a 70-year-old Korean woman. I would have her act like a 22-year-old country bumpkin. I would have her act like a new... you know, I would have all these different... and It was kind of fun, right? And it sounds weird. We were role-playing, but we were role-playing the listing presentation because I needed to try to go through that because I didn't want to get caught off guard when I walked into any appointment. I wanted to go there like this, right? if they're, if they're going, you know, sitting close and putting their elbows on the table, I'm putting my elbows on the table. If they're leaning back and crossing their arms, I'm leaning back and crossing my arms. So that's the whole science of this is it becomes fun when you care enough about it. If you have this stipulation in your mind that calling people and role play and all of this is work, then you're going to hate it. I always looked at it as I'm getting a degree in psychology.
0: I know our listeners are probably anxious to hear some actual scripts that you guys practice, but one more question before we get to the scripts. When you are talking to leads and clients and you're going through all this stuff that you've memorized, how do you do it so that you don't sound
1: like a robot? Is that something that can be taught? absolutely and so here's the analogy i give for that so if if i'm learning to become a professional basketball player the first thing that, that most players do is learn how to shoot free throws right you got to they just sit there at the line and shoot free throw free throw free throw free throw it's the most common thing then once you get that mastered you can start doing layups and doing different things then when you get really good you start doing dunks and, and oh, and, and 360s and, and all this stuff, okay? That's the same thing. You've got to get the reason that the script is so powerful is it's that free throw. You're building that muscle memory in your mind. Then you add your flair, your style to it later. So people used to, I remember this Mike Ferry script all the time, and it's a classic Mike Ferry script. And at the end, it says, um, if I can get you what you want, Matt, and the time you want, in the time you want, won't that be great? And I was like, I'm never gonna say that. It sounds so <laughs> weird to me. It's not who I am. I remember trying to read it, and I was like, Bleh. I was like, that's not who I am. And to credit them, so thousand, so many houses using that exact line. But later on, I modified it after I got really good at that part and I tweaked it to what I felt comfortable with and I tried different things out and they worked, they didn't work. So exactly to your point, yes, you, you need to memorize, internalize, then you monetize. People usually skip the memorize part because they're like, it doesn't sound like me. Then you can internalize it and never gets monetized.
0: So you, t- so you take your script and this is what the script is, but you can add your personality, tweak it to, you know, your style, your language.
1: After time, right? In the beginning, I always just say, shut up. Again, tattoo my wrist, shut up and follow the script. You know, you're not, if you, I have new agents come in all the time. Like, oh, but I'm like, I'm like, and you've sold how many houses? None. And I'm like, then maybe you should follow the script. Right. And, and it's hard because you have ego and then you see people paraphrase it. I'll have people, it's the funniest thing. They'll sit here and go to read a script. They'll actually start reading it. And I go, and they're paraphrasing it. I'm like, I just asked you to read it. And mentally you can't because you want to add your own flavor to it. Right. You, it's almost like inherent in you because you, you think you're smarter than the system. Right? The, the thing in real estate is all uh, so many agents come in, and we have this, this triangle that we call it the, uh, uh, the real estate triangle, right? And when you come in uh, in the triangle, it's uh, at the bottom of the triangle, you have systems and models, okay? Then you have routine, the next level, right? And at the very little top of that triangle, you have creativity, okay? Now, most agents come in, they flip that triangle upside down, and they try to start with creativity, right? What happens? Boop. It falls over. So that's the whole thing. Bring your creativity later. Right now, you need to get very systemized and, and have a model for success.
0: And listeners can't see what's been going on, but a couple times during our conversation, Brendan has uh, held up this binder that says scripts on the front. And it looks, Brendan, it looks like it's really, really thick. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you've got a lot of scripts. Let's 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 do a few seller scripts, right? Do you have a couple that you can share with listeners? Things that yeah. you and your team work on.
1: Yeah. Let's let's go through one of my favorite, which is pricing, right? Okay. Pricing the the biggest thing where you can make or break your real estate. Career. So let's do it again, Matt. You're my seller, and and Matt, I come over to your your beautiful home, and let's just make easy numbers. And I know. That your home should be listed at 500,000 so it sells and you you want 550. so we'll play with that scenario So Matt so Matt, thanks for having me over you know well we're, we're past this but Matt, so based upon all the comparables that I've gone over with you today, Matt, what would you like to list the home at so it'll sell in the next 30 days?
0: Well I need to get 550 out of it.
1: Okay, Matt. Excellent. Excellent. Five fifty. So Matt, taking a look at that $550,000 number, here's my concern. We know that based on all the comparables, the current market value for the property is $500,000. So what we do know is that for every 10%, Matt, that we list over market value, we lose 30% of the interested buyer pool. Now, Matt, You do want to receive offers and maybe even possibly multiple offers instead of no offers at all, correct?
0: Correct. But I think my house is nicer than those, Brendan.
1: And Matt, I completely understand. So Matt, let me ask you, when we're looking at the comparables, we know all the homes in the neighborhood that were very similar sold for $500,000 on average, some even a little bit less than that. Matt, I want to help you. How do I get to that 550 number? And whenever I role play, anytime you're talking about price, you always whisper, right? Because it's a sensitive (laughs) subject. And this is a, I'm telling you, this is a nuance, right? So Matt, I want to help you get to 550. All the comps are at 500. How do I get there? How can I help you?
0: What can we list at 550 and come down later if it doesn't sell?
1: Oh, Matt, you know what? Excellent question. And Matt, here's what we know. That the most attention and activity you're ever going to have on your home is in the first week to 10 days. After that, right? So, the first week to 10 days, after that 10 day mark, we become stale potatoes. No one cares about us. They think that there's probably something wrong with the house. So, what happens is, after we get past that mark, if we have to go back and do a price improvement to the property, what happens is we'll never get back to the excitement level that we had during that first seven, 10, to first seven to 10 days. So then what we're going to be attracting are bottom feeders, investors, people that are going to try to make you a lowball offer. Now, Matt, you don't want a lowball offer, do you? I,
0: I, I don't want a lowball offer. No. You,
1: of course you don't. I don't want you to have a lowball offer. That's why it's imperative that we list at or below market value to get you every dollar out of this property.
0: I'm trying to think of what the what the next objection would be, Brendan.
1: <laughs> oh, no, and even if you said you go, well, but but here's some other ones. But Matt or but Brendan, they don't have the same view as me, right? I have this gorgeous golf course view. Matt, I completely understand. And you're right. Oh, you had one. Go ahead. You go.
0: What 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 about if they come back with, you know, economically, I need to get this number out of it you know, to break even, or, you know, I need X amount of equity out of my house. How do you counter that argument?
1: Absolutely. So then, Matt, we would just dissect what the need is for. So, Matt, I completely understand that you need to walk away with X amount. Can we talk a little bit about why you need that money? Then you would say, well, otherwise we can't buy the house in Rhode Island. We can't buy the house wherever. Okay, so I completely understand. So, Matt, let me ask this. If we unfortunately weren't able to get the money you needed because it's not what the market's willing to pay for the property right now, if it was less than that, would you be able to possibly, and let's just say possibly, adjust the price of what you needed to purchase in Rhode Island? Now, we could take it another step further. Brennan, we can't afford to pay your commission, right? Like, we're super tight on the numbers. Everything you said is amazing, Brennan. You sound like you could do all of these things. All right, so I, I completely can appreciate that you feel that you cannot afford to pay what it's going to cost for me to get you the highest price possible. Then I go into options. So option number one, you can stay here and not sell and wait and not get the highest price possible. Now, option number two, and this is what a lot of my clients do, they can speak to a family member and take a short-term loan and borrow some money to make sure that you can sell this house and and move to get on to to the next property. And then number three, and, and this is the option that that doesn't you know probably work for you, is just stay here for a long period of time and decide not to sell. What would you like to do? Or I could have gone to a rental. You could decide to keep this property as a rental and or uh, rent this property, rent at your new area until you decide. But here's the problem with that, Matt. You rent this out, people are going to damage the property. They're going to bang it all up. People are going to be having parties in here, smoking cigarettes, doing all kinds of stuff. You don't want people smoking in your house, do you, Matt? Of course you don't. That's why you're not going to want to rent it out. So it's all, you see what I'm saying? It's all consultive, logical thoughts to diffuse the bomb.
0: As Brendan and I wrapped up our conversation, he told me about a recent role play session where he brought in his preferred lender. They went over some financial questions and scripts and stuff like that. As he was telling me this, Brendan brought up two script-related concepts that I want to make sure you hear about. The tie-down, and
1: trigger words. That's why we practice. The best people know we, we practice these scenarios so you can be prepared all the time. Or even if you don't know the answer, you would have known to go look, Brendan, that's an excellent question. And when in any time it comes to financing, I have an amazing lender. Her name is Annie Lemon, who I who I have all of my clients work with. Let me do this. Let me have her give you a call so she can take you through all your financing options. I'll have her give you a call today at 4 or does tomorrow at 1 work better for you? So even if I don't know the answer, at least I had a scripted answer. Now, and if you pick that script apart, here's the beautiful nuance about that script, Matt. At the end there, what you didn't even notice me do is I didn't ask, It was, is it okay if I have my lender give you a call, Matt? I didn't say that. I didn't go, Matt, why don't I give you my lender's phone number and you give her a call? Right. No, I didn't do that. I just put what we call a tie down on it. So Matt, what I'm going to do is have my, what I'm going to do is have my lender, Annie Lemon, give you a call. Uh, She can give you a call today at four or does tomorrow at one work better for you?
0: So it's not, it's not an option. It's a. When do you want the call? It's not an option. Do you want the call?
1: Here's the trigger words that I always talk about. If you, you know, those dog collars that zap you, if you want to cross the, the fence, right? I yes. have those invisible collars. Here's things that you want to have as your invisible collar. I think I recommend, um, is it okay? Uh, would you mind, uh, all of these things. Now we were trained as a child to be polite, you know, mom, may I go outside? No. <laughs> right. Or yes. Right. We're not doing that. In role playing script practice, we're assuming the outcome we want. So um, instead of, mom, may I go outside? Uh, mom, I'm going to go ahead and go outside. Is it better if I go today at 2 or tomorrow at 4? Think how crazy that sounds, right? Like, <laughs> right. it's so funny to me, but it's so, right? And your mom's going to be like, I guess tomorrow at 4, like whatever, you little schemer. Like, you, you nailed me, right? Like, like, like you got me. You, you can't go now. But that's it, right? It's just taking something that's simple but but that little change in phrase could lead to 10 appointments a month versus five appointments a month.
0: 10 appointments per month instead of five? I mean, I think we'd all be happy with that, right? I mentioned during the conversation that Brendan does role play every Thursday on Facebook and everyone is invited to watch or even participate if you want to. You can find that by going to Facebook and do a search for Brendan Bartik Real Estate Coaching. There's a page that you can like and a group that you can join, and you'll find links to the weekly role play in both of those. If you'd like more information about Brendan's coaching program, go to brendanbartik.com. It's B-R-E-N-D-A-N-B-A-R-T-I-C.com. And I will link to all of this from today's show notes to make it easier to find. All right, let's do our takeaways segment, here's what stood out to me from today's conversation. Takeaway number one, be systematic about how you do role play. Brendan had several tips for what a successful role play looks like. Number one, sit back to back so you can't see each other. If you're on Zoom, turn off your cameras. Number two, if you don't get the script right, write it down five times. Number three, have a different partner as often as you can. Because look, The people that you're going to be talking to, your leads and your clients, they're going to be different and come from a bunch of different backgrounds. So try to have a different partner when you're doing role play. And then number four, always end in success. Takeaway number two, scripts don't turn you into a robot. That's not what this is about. But they will make you better prepared to answer questions and handle objections. They help you give your clients a better experience. Takeaway number three, memorize, internalize to monetize. Perfect your scripts first, memorize and internalize them so that you can monetize them. Then it's okay to get creative and add some personality. Takeaway number four, Brendan says just about everyone in real estate can benefit from scripts and role play. Unless you're that one agent, you know, who's naturally gifted and amazingly talented like the Allen Iverson of real estate. Scripts and role play will help you get more appointments, convert more leads, and sell more homes. Okay, questions or feedback about today's episode, you can leave me a voicemail or send a text to 415 322 3328. You can send an email to walkthrough at homelight.com or find me in our Facebook listener community. Just go to Facebook, do a search for Homelight Walkthrough, and it'll come right up. And by the way, today's guest, Brendan Bardick, is part of that listener community as well. So if you have questions for him or want to connect with him, that's a great place to do it. That's all for this week. Hey, thanks to Brendan Bardick for joining me and thank you for listening. My name's Matt McGee and you've been listening to The Walkthrough. At Homelight, we believe in real estate agents. We're on a journey to find out how great agents grow their business, stand out from the crowd and become irreplaceable. Go out and safely sell some homes, everyone. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.